So this Christmas, we finally embodied the joke that's been going around for 10 years and watched Die Hard for Christmas. Yeah. Which yes. was great. Yep, it was And good. actually, our sister-in-law was like, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. But when she said it, I assume anyone that's saying it is saying it with a level of irony yeah. to some degree. Wink and a nod. Yeah, wink and a nod. But also... I think some people aren't saying it with a wink and a nod. Yeah. And that's why I want to talk about it. Yeah. I also do. Because Die Hard's good, but I want to I really, I want to actually seriously dissect the joke. I want yeah. to... It's... It, is it a joke? Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think <coughs> Same. it is a joke. Initially, it started off as, uh, you know, people would say, what's your favorite Christmas movie? My personal favorite Christmas movie? Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Followed closely by It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Uh, I guess I would have to also go up at Christmas Carol. We're kind of two of the same. Yes. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't care about them. They're not my favorite sure. genre of movies for sure. And we never had like a tradition of it. Yeah. Of watching some specific Christmas movie. No. We're but, like a sentimental. But that's group interesting of because that's why uh, Kathy, our sister-in-law. Yeah. Why it was interesting that she said that because yeah. they are super sentimental about Christmas. Yeah, her whole family would watch well, White and, Christmas and, every year and old movies. Yeah, so they'd watch White Christmas, which they love. Mm-hmm. They watch all the other ones. Yeah. They're super into it. They've yeah. got all these traditions, and so her saying that, I think, is a little bit of a wink and a nod, you know, and like, yeah. and like she's hanging out with us, and it was mm-hmm. fun that she wanted to watch it, and yep. so we watched it, and it was really great. Great movie. First of all, I hadn't seen it in a while. I hadn't either. Just like really a very glad. long time. Yeah. I hadn't watched it since I've seen probably every season of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I've heard about a hundred jokes about Die Hard since the last time I saw it. Yeah, exactly. So I want to actually dissect it a little bit. Yes, and then we can get into more of the uh, joke yeah. in general. So is Die Hard actually a Christmas movie? Because I I think that the joke mm-hmm. impl- saying that it's a joke implies that it's not. But I think there are a lot of people saying that it is because they want it to be. Yeah, and. My theory, my theory, uh-huh. my working thing is essentially that Die Hard doesn't have a Christmas message, and therefore it's not a Christmas movie. And literally the only thing that is required for a movie to be a Christmas movie is that it has a movie that reinforces the meaning of Christmas in some way. Sure, yeah. Is that, you think that's pretty solid ground for me to stake my argument on? <laughs> I think so. I think it's pretty reasonable. Let's, I'll, I'll give some examples. Yeah. I said Muppet Christmas Carol. We can just go with a Christmas Carol in general. Yeah. All of the Muppet ones, clearly the best one. Oh, of course. <laughs> uh, a if there's Carol, a Muppet version of something, oh, it's yeah. probably the best we one. We <laughs> like it. It's good. So the idea is Ebenezer Scrooge yep. doesn't follow the season, mm-hmm. and the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, and Jacob Marley, are. It's it's about how Christmas inspires a generous spirit, and how mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the common like mankind and like giving and all that yep um i'm really just it's gonna be buzzwords because that's all a lot <laughs> yeah, of this is, yeah, is yeah, just yeah. giving mankind yeah beauty uh yeah all that stuff <laughs> yeah so well that's you know that's an easy one that's yep. clearly obviously and the, that's why it's structured as such yep and, or it's a wonderful life same thing like and that's a little more nebulous if you really break it down because mm-hmm. it's it's about 
one man's impact on an entire yeah but that's part of the christmas message is that uh christmas is a time to consider these kinds of concepts exactly yes totally can i go on a weird side rant about Absolutely. about a christmas carol so i saw i don't know, remember if you were there or not for this but we watched a mickey mouse version of a yes. christmas carol because our niece and nephew that was like a real throwback mickey Minnie mouse i think a christmas carol is kind of a weird christmas movie as or a weird christmas story okay because i kind of wish that what everybody i wish people didn't take out of it as it being just a christmas thing sure so like when people are talking about scrooge as a guy and they're like calling someone a scrooge yeah it's typically that they're not into christmas enough yeah but that's insane to me because scrooge's whole deal like yeah he didn't care about christmas but he was also like the worst person alive right it's and truly... like irredeemably greedy he's in a, his whole life not just christmas and i assume at the end of the story he doesn't just be like oh merry christmas come back to work tomorrow bob well, cratchit that actually is a thing that they say in the movie itself is that and i'm only quoting from the muppet christmas Carol yeah. one but he says i will follow this you know like all throughout the entire year yeah and and then he also says specifically you know what i mean like he's changed ultimately it's an anti-capitalist screed. Yeah. <laughs> which is great. Which is awesome. But, uh, yeah. I think almost people wanting to make it into a Christmas movie exclusively or a Christmas message ex- exclusively is weird because it's like... Well, it's named A Christmas Carol. It's kind of tough. Yeah, there. yeah. But like, But, like, it almost makes it seem like people want to say it's a Christmas thing only or a Christmas lesson so that they can they want to set aside mm-hmm. Christmas as being the one day a year where we're going to be nice. Right, yes. And then, I get what you're so, saying. So we can leave the rest of the year to all of the Scrooges of the world yep. and they can just keep doing it. But on Christmas, like, they got not on Christmas. They got to be nice for one day. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to let, you got to give us this day off. Yeah, so anyway. No, that's good. <laughs> and that makes sense and that yeah. fits with this. And yeah. so even like Home Alone... Yeah. That's a Christmas movie. But you could, I mean, you could argue it's not, but they both take place on Christmas. They're both uh, about sort of family. Appreciating and what... things like family, positive values. Right. Because the whole idea is that, oh, well, I get this, my family's super annoying and I get to be away from them. And but he learns to appreciate them. One, they protect me, even though I don't need the protection, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. They protect criminals from me. <laughs> That's probably more accurate. (laughs) Um, What are some other good Christmas ones? I mean, you know, you get it. Yeah. That kind of runs the whole thing. So does Die Hard have a message? What is the message of Die Hard? Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the real question. Because he doesn't get together back together with his wife. He does. It has some sort of family values thing. But does he learn that from the situation specifically? Or is it just trauma induced? I mean, he is kind of like wanting to. He does say, I've been a bad person person yeah he has some sense of wanting to be better to his family so i guess at the beginning of the movie so i guess is hans gruber the ghost of christmas present or something like that you know what i mean like is that not really is that what we're yeah now i'm almost convincing myself that it is a christmas movie well, because essentially the idea is that he gets there mm-hmm. something uh inspires him to i mean that's i'm that's home alone too a little bit yeah like he gets there he protects himself you know he like goes through this ordeal i'm just just the hero's journey i'm describing but yep and he specifically uh 
wants to get back with his family and decides that he's been wrong. Mm -hmm. But is that Christmassy enough, I guess? It takes place on Christmas, and there are a couple of Christmas songs that are played. I don't think so, because he already wants to get together with his wife at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the only difference... He he gets mad at himself early on for not being able to restrain himself from starting an argument with his wife. Right. Also, so that doesn't really change or anything... I don't what think... does change is that at the end, near the end, he says, "I'm sorry, I didn't trust you with your career thing." Yeah. And well, like... and the other part of it is that the main obstacle seems to be that his wife wants to do her own thing. Yes. And he, she seemingly wants to do that more than she wants to be with him, and I guess that kind of changes through the whole thing for the two of them yeah that she wants she like appreciates him and he appreciates what she's trying to do essentially they want to make it work yeah they decide to make it work but is that christmas uh, not really that's not a christmas i mean just do deciding a couple, to try again yeah a couple getting together <laughs> isn't isn't a a tenet of christmas i would argue no if that makes so. sense. no christmas is more about you know, I guess appreciating what you have is maybe the broadest thing that we could pull that into, but it's not even no. But you know, it and it's just, about it's about charity and giving and yeah. appreciating that, and you know, and the you know the reason for the season. I think that'd be a stretch to say is, yeah. that them there's deciding. No, there's also no overtly Christian message about how Christ was born this day or anything like that. Yeah, that isn't in a lot of Christmas movies. Not but necessarily. Even but that but those are but there's those, no outside force acting on them, causing tenets, them to be more charitable or more family oriented true. or whatever. Yes, absolutely, that makes sense. It's just that they lived and they're grateful to have lived. <laughs> you know, like yeah, they're survivors. Their, their ordeal caused them to rethink their lives. Yeah. Okay, so it's definitely not a Christmas movie. I don't think so. But that being said, it's fun to watch at Christmas, and I'm really glad that we did get to watch it. So here's what I was thinking about. I think yeah. that seems like a good so. I, so on, I'm online too much. Of course, you can relate. Oh yeah, I have absolute uh, internet poisoning. And as you referenced the dialogue around this concept, this year specifically was geared a lot more yeah. towards. Aren't we all tired of this joke? It really got. To, it really turned, didn't it? Feel yeah, like people like before. It was like kind of people. I, I think the joke just hit mainstream in yeah. a way. Yeah, I think the joke hit mainstream in the last couple years. Yeah. And so now everybody's preemptively sick of it. Yeah. Um, and There's a backlash to the joke. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying, were like basically like, okay, the joke isn't fun anymore. We get it. It's a Christmas movie. Sure. But I thought that's that a was real kind of, That's a real yeah. Scrooge way to say it. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of an odd way to think about the whole thing because when the joke originally existed... Yeah. Or the joke or the comment or whatever. Yeah. As you said, the thing was, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Mine's Die Hard. Well, wink, nudge, whatever. Yeah, it's essentially like, here's a really fun one. Yeah. And it, it was funny initially. Yeah. It was like, oh, aha, th- uh-huh, I see what you're doing. But it's no, not typically yeah. a Christmas movie. Yeah. But nobody watched Die Hard and like didn't remember that it took place over Christmas. That like that's a very you know ho 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 now I have a machine gun yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty obvious. It's not like with First Blood where we watched it. Oh yeah. And we forgot to point out that it is you know oh it's a Christmas movie because right. there are there's like a Christmas tree with lights in the police station. Yeah. And that's about the only way you could tell. Yep. No nobody references Christmas. Yeah. Die Hard, they reference Christmas a lot. It's a Christmas party. Yeah. Um. Nobody went out of it and then saw that tweet later and was like oh. 
they're like nobody was like had their mind blown. Well, I mean, maybe or was like just, doubling over from laughter. Maybe you don't remember though. I mean, like yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as typical as it is to have like now I have a machine gun. Yeah. Ho ho ho! A lot of it is you remember a building blowing yeah. up, and it's Los Angeles, so it's not like snowing. Yeah, but I'm saying is it's not like hidden or whatever. I think what people are getting at is the idea of quote unquote a Christmas movie not being just a movie that takes place at Christmas. But a specific tone of movie, like a smarmy family movie, yeah, that you absolutely. would watch with your whole family, White like Christmas, with like fifteen people, or It's a Wonderful Life, yeah, or and I think people, a Christmas Carol, yeah, and I think people were trying to pierce that because the people who have an idea about what a Christmas movie is, yeah. are unnecessarily sanctimonious about it. Sure. And I think people were trying to prod at those people, and you know, basically make a joke at their expense. At how those people are overthinking it, or not they're overthinking it. They are they're kind of gatekeepers for what's, ca- yeah. what's a Christmas movie and what's not. And that's absurd because who cares? Yeah. Like, I mean, why is that such a big deal? Way to make me seem like a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you're you're not like somebody who demands that we watch a certain movie no, every year. It was and awesome those, that the, we watched yeah, Die Hard. But what I'm saying is, those people exist. Those yeah. people who demand that we watch. A miracle on 34th Street or whatever. Yeah. Every year until right. we die. Yep. Those people exist, and that concept is like in commercials and like is on is pushed by TV networks. And I think part of why people got sick of the joke of Die Hard being a Christmas movie is probably because they've been showing Die Hard on TV over the last couple of Christmases. I yeah, assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the concept like, has been successfully pierced and now it's almost the other way around. Once marketing gets in on a joke, everyone's like, it's oh, ruined. you ruined it. Yeah, and now I'm sure it's the other way around. To, oh, well, a lot of people experience it being the other way around where the thing that people are being smug about is being in on the joke. Yeah, well, what was funny about the joke initially, you know, you could say that you were coming up with an interesting one. Yeah. So, uh, and it's funny to imagine gathering the family to watch Die Hard. Yeah, it was like saying, you know, what's another Shane Black one? Those are all at Christmas, right? Like Lethal Weapon or yeah. whatever. Or <laughs> yeah. Iron Man 3 is my favorite Christmas movie. Like, you know, it, it takes place at Christmas. That's fun. Yeah. That's the setup of the joke. And Die Hard just had the most traction because people had seen that one the most. Yeah. Yeah, like you could keep listing them, movies yeah. that take place at Christmas. And it's still funny if you do a really a really unusual one. If you could come up with a really, like a gross one. Like The Seventh Seal is a yeah. Christmas movie. But I think at this 2001 point... 2001 A Space yeah. Odyssey is a Christmas movie. And you could like back it up in yeah. some way. But I think the sanctimoniousness of the concept of Christmas movies has been pierced. Like I think that's done. Like yeah. you're, you're, yeah. you're never going to get the same rise out of people of being. They're not going to be mad anymore. For sure. The whole thing that was funny was people got mad. I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, and that's done. So. so what would? Okay, so what would it take to make Die Hard an actual Christmas movie? What do you need? What do we need to add? It's so close to being there. I feel. Yeah. There just needs to be a, a little bit more. There needs to be a little more of a twist or a little bit more meaning added to it. This is going to sound weird, but I think there needs to be a Christmas messenger of some kind. I feel like that's a very common thing in Christmas movies. What do you mean by a Christmas messenger? Some kind of outside person or force, typically Santa or like... In Home Alone 2, the pigeon lady. There needs to be an almost supernatural-esque person. Yeah, or the angel in... uh, uh, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life, Parents. or the Christmas spirits in a Christmas Carol, kind of laying out the well, 
the thing that they want to change about you, you I saying, guess. Are you arguing that a Christmas think, movie must have a supernatural element to be a Christmas movie? What th- about a white I Christmas? Think, I feel like that's a very common thing. I don't know if you need it. I'm just saying, like, or that like, would if if I I, I or would like be, a Christmas story with Ralphie and the BB gun and all that. That doesn't have a yeah, but that's almost like a sarcastic Christmas movie anyway. Sure, right? I guess he does his his thing with Santa is is sort of hellish. Yeah, where he gets the he wants the BB gun and Santa kicks him down the slide or whatever. And it's yeah. like his <laughs> descent into hell. Yeah. I would that's be supernatural. All I'm saying is I would be. I would have been less like, oh, about Die Hard being a Christmas movie if the first time I had seen it, there had been somebody in the movie, not necessarily an angel or whatever, but just some person who is like saying that Christmas is about this. Or what about the driver? What is the driver? Because he he does play the rap Christmas song. Oh, that's true. And he's specifically... I know they have a conversation about it. I don't remember if it's anything specific to Christmas itself. I think it's more about his family and why he's not with his wife. Yeah, he asks his wife about what her deal... Or what their deal is. Yes. I don't think... There, let me put it this way. There's no message yeah. being pushed on anybody, including us. What if... And it's kind of tough to push a message without anybody saying anything what's the what's the other cop's name reginald bill johnson's character's name roy yeah no or is that what no he calls him roy rogers he calls him roy uh i don't remember we'll call him reginald yeah but i think he could be with with a little with a little twist you Mm -hmm. could he could be the clarence type character yeah i mean it's so close it's yeah he's essentially clarence yeah if he Uh, was if he was telling Bruce Willis things about how to, I don't know, appreciate his family again, and that's what convinced Bruce Willis, then I think it would be there. And, well, and, I mean, and Hans Gruber and the crew is essentially, you know, they are sort of obstacles, but that are also teaching him a lesson in some way. Yeah. They could so close. If he had a message that was like a sort of thing about generosity. Yeah. What if Hans Gruber was like trying to give the money away or something? (laughs) I don't know. I'm yeah. spitballing, but wouldn't that be fun? That'd be good. I, th- I think you could easily make... Here's what I think you could do. You could easily make a stage play <laughs> that is that has elements of Die Hard uh-huh. for people who already know about Die Hard and twist it enough that you would be have a Christmas mythos yeah. for real. Yeah. Die Hard could have a supernatural element. Actually, that would be really awesome because you know the sequels are garbage. I don't know if you've seen. I've never actually seen. Well, I've seen like the one from like 2005. Okay, that's the worst one. Yeah, I haven't seen. I have not seen the fifth one. I've seen one through four. Okay, and I've seen some clips of five. And who boy is it bad? <laughs> so two is okay. Two is literally just a retread of one, uh-huh. but with a less interesting villain. It takes uh-huh. place mostly at an airport, which is also less interesting, probably. Yeah, right? kind of. Yeah. setting. but Reginald Vell Johnson comes back. Nice, which is great. Yep. Uh, is that the one that Samuel Jackson is in? No, that's the third one. Okay, so the third it. one is Hans Gruber's brother mm. trying to take revenge on John McClane specifically uh, by setting up essentially almost Saw-esque traps. Not Saw-esque. Yeah. Not like his like head's going to get ripped off. But yeah. like these weird puzzles. Weird. There's the one where it's like, you know, you have two jugs and one has to be exactly three gallons or whatever. What? <laughs> it's truly crazy. It sounds like a joke. It sounds like a joke when you say it, but wow. it's probably the best of the sequels, which is, you know, fine. Yeah. It's not the original Die Hard. Yeah. But 
And then the fourth one is bad, 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 bad. Die Hard is the classic movie. The fifth movie one is like in Russia. Who Die cares? Hard is the classic movie that does not need a sequel. That's well, like a prime candidate for it's that the, concept. It's the perfect thing. That, and the second one is the only one that figured out, that n- knew what the first one was about. Yeah. Die Hard's all about, you he's know. He's a regular guy. He's a regular guy. He's a, he's a fly in the ointment, Hans. Like, yeah. That's the whole thing. He's just a guy in the wrong place yeah. at the wrong time. Who still somehow has the ability, just through sheer tenacity, yep. to he solve the problem. He doesn't quit. Yeah. And then the second one, he just happens to be at the airport at the you know mm-hmm. at the wrong place at the wrong time yep. while this is going on. So yep. that works. Yeah. In the third one, they set it up specifically because it's John McClane. Yeah. And then in the fourth and fifth ones, it's just like... All right, John John McClane is this action hero all of a sudden yeah, just because he's he been adds... at the wrong place at the wrong time three times. Yeah, you do it enough times and they want to just start making you do it. Yeah, exactly. They just want to start paying you for it. It's yeah. your job now. We're sending you to, and then the fifth one, we're like sending you to Russia to like fight terrorists with your son. Boy, that makes no sense. Well, his son is already there and he's going to like meet up with him basically. Yeah. And it's... <sighs> it sounds dumb. It is dumb. It's just not good. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's just frustrating that people, and that's, you know, the trick. So many of these movies just get made because it was popular and they like seeing a building blow up, but they don't mm-hmm. understand that you need to have some sort of character element. Yeah. That that's what makes people buy into it. If, yeah. If people just wanted to watch buildings blow up and people get shot. They'd watch Transformers or whatever. Yeah. Or they could just make all the movies 40 minutes and just have just the action. <laughs> you could do the, the, the Donald Trump version of uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme kickboxer. <laughs> just fast forwards to the fights. <laughs> Man. Which is the most telling thing of anyone ever. You could you could easily make that, and that's the thing. I, that's why Christmas movies are are good too. You know, generally they're pretty good because they're all as much as you want to, the ones that stick around. Mm-hmm. Even like Elf too, that's a good one. Yeah, but it's all about the character is so in, is interesting. Yep, the character has an arc. Yep, it's surrounded by Christmas. I feel like the concept of Christmas movies is another thing that really does not lend itself to sequels because. The whole usually because you got to learn the lesson. Other than Home Alone, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah, but typically they learn some kind of Christmas lesson. Yeah, and then they don't have to do that again. <laughs> like, why would they? Can I say something about Home Alone too, though? Yes, please do. It's really weird that they needed to. I mean, the whole point is that you know the whole fun part of the movie is that he sets up all those traps. Yeah. But it's so funny that how stilted it is that they had to like find an old house for him to make all the traps in oh. like an old abandoned home that used to be his aunt and uncles or whatever and he's like <laughs> yeah. i'll just set up shop here who cares <laughs> and i'll just lure these same guys yeah. into this trap <laughs> it's pretty convoluted it is insane okay i haven't seen the movie in a very long time how do the same two guys get involved because they walk past him on the street when he's lost in new york yeah and they see it's that little it's that guy and they so want, they just want revenge? They, I think they just want revenge. On a kid? Yes. That's cool. It is cool. <laughs> because what's so funny is they already have it set up. So I actually know a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. Harry and Marv want to rob the giant toy store. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And the, the original plot was that Kevin was going to set up in the toy store. Mm. And all of the traps were going to be set up in the toy store to foil their robbery. Yeah. Because their whole thing was that they're, you know, they hide out in the toy store. They're like in that little tiny house. Yep. So 
He's foiling their robbery specifically. Yeah. And it was originally going to be in that toy store. That sounds cooler. Yeah. But the whatever, is it KB Toys or I don't know. RKO Schwartz maybe? That's it. The famous one? Yep. FAO Schwartz. FAO Schwartz. I don't know why RKO. Anyway. You know, the old radio. <laughs> the radio company? Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't want them to destroy the store or like show the the fake destroying of the store. Yeah. And so, at the last minute, I guess it was John Hughes probably still, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know who... Oh, Chris Columbus was directing it. Okay. They had to come up with something else. And so, they had uh, to come up with this whole apartment sequence, this yeah. abandoned apartment that was getting worked on that was essentially just dilapidated, and <laughs> somehow Kevin was going to lure them in. Yeah. But that's the whole thing, right? I think he, like, somehow tricks them into following him because he, like, stops them because they're, they're hiding out in the toy store to rob it, and he, sure. like, stops it somehow. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, anyway, so it could have been way better. Yeah, it's crazy that they just like <laughs> like just do this again. Out of all of the things that they could have done to get him to set up, why not set up in the hotel? Yeah, that's and then you have to stop. Also, you know Tim Curry, which is amazing. Well, and when they and Rob Schneider, you can see Rob Schneider get hit with a pan, which we all want. Yeah. Well, and when they lost the ability to shoot in this giant toy store, yeah, why didn't they just? set the movie back in chicago <laughs> well i'm sure they had already like scouted and all that oh uh, yeah they had they had the framework well they wanted they still had the toy store set up and all that uh, okay, the pigeon yeah. lady and everything yeah uh, yeah maybe they didn't find out about that until later i don't know yeah so um and maybe they thought that the lost or the I new, think, the new york title would play well or yeah, something lost in new york that's a great title yeah it's just so insane that they they decided what we need to do uh-huh. is he's going to have his mom's address book and he's going to look up someone from New York that he's related to. <laughs> and he's going to get there. Oh, this distant aunt and uncle. <laughs> yeah. I'll just go to their place. And then yep. he shows up and then, oh, they're in Florida for two years or whatever while their house is getting remodeled. And it's just this empty house with multiple floors. And it's <laughs> there's it's so convoluted. <laughs> yeah, Even in the realm of... Home Alone. Or any movie. It's more complicated than most movies. (laughs) I that's all I got. It's so weird. So hold on. So Home Alone 2 Mm -hmm. absolutely has a Christmas message, right? They they both do. Because what is the first one? Does the first one the the same lesson in both movies? The first guy's the old guy shoveling, you know, and it's the whole thing is that I don't remember this at all. So the the pigeon lady's in the second one. Yeah. The first one is the the old mean guy who he's always oh, he's shoveling on the in the oh, street yeah. and he goes and finds him. He finds out that he's not so bad after all. Yeah. And the second one essentially yes does like, have the same lesson, which is that like I don't know. Well, the second one is about him appreciating his family. Yeah, they both are. Yeah. The first one's really about him appreciating his family. The second oh, one really? is yeah oh, yeah okay. The second one's just I thought it was about, about the crabby just about the crabby old guy being not that bad. Yeah, but that's part of it. I mean, like the whole thing is uh, that. Okay. Yeah. Boy, we should have watched these before talking about them. <laughs> but that's the point. Ultimately, it, it has a, it has the messages like family. Yeah. Being together for the season. Yep. Not being greedy because does, that's because he's against two thieves who are trying to. Does the fact that I think that Christmas movies need to have like a very uh, shoehorned in, almost expository stating of the message of the movie mean that I just have an implicit bias against Christmas movies that they're dumb. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> probably, but that's okay. I think it's also true. I think that that also is what makes them so interesting. Mm-hmm. Them being explicit, explicitly about Christmas. Yeah. 
is good. Yeah. That's why A Christmas Carol is so awesome because it's literally his former partner's ghosts being like, I have these chains forged and they are greed. That's so good. It's so on the nose. And then, well, then if you are watching the, or if you're like reading the book, Mm -hmm. you get the whole sequence where there's two children under death, uh, the Ghost of Christmas Future's robes. Mm -hmm. And they're named Ignorance and Want. Hmm. And there, it's essentially like an, another explicit representation of all the things that like Scrooge is perpetuating. Yeah, the, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Like I'm just showing you past Christmases. Yeah. It's so. I mean, they're literally hitting you on the head with. Oh hammer. yeah. Well, when we were watching this one this Christmas, I just thought that even though they, it was like weird and it was goofy like literally it was goofy the dog uh (laughs) being the guy who's basically yeah i'm dead i'm a ghost i am being eternally weighed down by these heavy chains and this will happen to you yeah it's pretty wild that is horrifying for children it's real crazy that we were showing this to our (laughs) five-year-old nephew yeah but it's awesome it's so good and that's maybe part of it Christmas isn't about subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. And that's maybe why Die Hard is such a good quote-unquote Christmas movie. It's not subtle either. It's also not subtle. It's just really over the top. Yeah. They hit you over the head with it, and that's fun. Even if it's not an explicitly Christmas message that they're hitting you over the head yeah. with. Yeah. Hans Gruber is the most oh, comically so excessive villain name ever. <laughs> it's so good. And he is so good. Yeah. And there are so many parts where... Yeah, there's, there doesn't have to be subtlety. He just wants the money. <laughs> and he's just smart enough to know. It's just a great setup. And yeah, you're right. It would have gone. He's right. It would have gone perfectly if it weren't for this one guy. Yeah. They would have just left. <laughs> it's awesome. Man. Man, he's good. So what is the best Christmas movie then? The best. Or the best deep cut Christmas movie that you wouldn't expect. Oh. I feel like First Blood being one was pretty great. That was pretty good. Because it literally has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to be Christmas lights. The meaning of Christmas is leave this veteran alone. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's never a thing that I've paid that much attention to, I don't think. Yeah. The best would be a horror movie that happened to be set at Christmas if sure. somebody knew of one of those. I'm sure there are a lot. Because that's the thing. The part that I think is good about the whole idea is imagining even if it doesn't really happen mm-hmm. imagining somebody who's passionate about christmas being ah oh, i can't believe that people are watching this at christmas yeah that's the whole point yeah for sure so if like saw was set during christmas that would be kind or eraser head <laughs> that would be funny. that would be awesome but i don't think so just a really ponderous one or just like something that's way too dense and obtuse yeah i watch primer every christmas <laughs> yeah it's about time travel, but specifically about Christmas. I feel like there's a Christmas part of Ben Hur, right? No, no, or no. He goes that's to the Sermon on the Mount or something like that. Yeah, that's about Christ mm. when he's alive and around, not just being born. Is Caligula? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's a thing. little past. I think that was that was more <laughs> Augustus's time. Than... Yeah, I feel like most of the time, you know, there'd be like a space movie, like Alien or something like that, where they have like the date in like the ship's log. Oh yeah, I feel like most of the time they're gonna avoid December twenty five. Oh, just because it would be distracting. I think Prometheus actually has that a Christmas scene, doesn't it? Give me one. I feel sec. like I want to look this up. That would be, I feel like, such a distracting thing <laughs> for people to be just like, oh wait, what? This is just it just happens to be on Christmas, and they're not gonna like address it at all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that would be odd. 
Yep, there's a Christmas there. They have a Christmas tree in there for and Prometheus in the main room. <laughs> that's a good one. There's actually an article from 2013, Strange Christmas Movies, number one of 24. Mm, so yeah. it's Prome- a thing. And there's no lesson learned in Prometheus for sure. Yeah, there's definitely nobody. Like everybody dies well, and that's except the, like one person. And that's their why it's a Christmas movie. When they arrive at the planet they have been sent to investigate, the pilot sets up a Christmas tree because back home it's Christmas. That's their whole reason. That's it. Jaws the Revenge is one that they have listed. It just seems it's like just a pointless... stuff like that. It seems it's like, like a pointless distraction yeah. slash joke. Well, I mean, maybe there's a reason. I guess on, on Prometheus it could Gremlins, be... Gremlins, actually, that's one that does oh, yeah. is very pretty explicitly Christmas, yeah. but it doesn't really have a Christmas message. I guess... Prometheus, it could be a thing of like reminding you that things are continuing to happen back home, sure. and everybody's like away from their family. But that's not the focus, and they're distressed. You know, like the it tr- lends to the feeling of alienness. The trick it does have to have a, a focus. You know that the, on that message, oh. which is why it seems like it's so over the top, is because no. that's the reason. That's where it jumps from being a regular movie to a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that that's what would make it be a Christmas movie. I'm just right. saying that's why they would include it for reasons other than making it a christmas movie right would be the, it's kind of like the opening of 2001 a space odyssey where the guy talks to his kid or whatever on the video thing oh yeah and it kind of adds to the that these people are like sacrificing their normal lives for this important mission mm-hmm. adds seriousness to everything i guess yeah. i don't know yeah for sure just using christmas to their own ends what a bunch of scrooges yeah their own movie making ends or grinches or cringes. Die Hard is almost beyond analysis because it's so... Like, if you don't get why it's good, then I feel like you wouldn't even enjoy an explanation. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, <laughs> yeah. ho, ho. Like, the setting up things. Yeah. And, like, you, you just see... Like, they show everything to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, his thought process and, like... He says it. He's like... Yeah. <laughs> I did to do this. Yeah. <laughs> John, what are you doing, John? Yeah, he talks to himself all the time and explains his own reasoning and uh, it's why pretty, it's happening in it's the movie. An, it's just an obvious movie in general. It is really funny, I think, that <laughs> one of the character arcs is a cop learning how to shoot people again (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't really hold up very well does it i shot a kid yeah and i need to get over that to be able to shoot people again oh boy like i get that like in the movie scenario yeah he did need to shoot that guy but it just doesn't really hold up that's (laughs) like that's like marty mcfly getting like learning about the joys of capitalism at the end of back to the future yeah where it's like everything's good and it's like my parents are rich yes (laughs) now my parents are rich jerks yeah uh, mission every- accomplished and that's the happy ending yeah okay bye <laughs> yeah and also because reginald Vell johnson doesn't really do anything to get to that point other than get pushed around a lot he gets i think he gains his confidence from talking to john that could be and talking and, and seeing i guess how- being vindicated and being right repeatedly yes yep he versus his bosses he learns to trust his own his own thoughts and decisions because he john tr- Shows him that his instincts are, are good. Yeah, that's true. Are good again. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's the lesson. So he's able to shoot people again. Your Christmas instincts yes. are good. Go ahead and <laughs> Chris- shoot at people. Christmas instincts. <laughs> that would be awesome if people took like a Scrooge-esque thing away from that. Of being like, oh yes, that guy can finally shoot criminals on Christmas. On like Christmas. That's the, like the rest of the year, he's going to stay on, at the desk. Merry Christmas! <laughs> the, the season of shooting criminals. Merry Christmas!